Welcome to the Muzzle Is Off podcast. I am your host, Nakia Monet, and we are back here for the final Wednesday of August. No, we still in July. I'm already in August. Lord help me. Um, but we are on the final Wednesday in July, and we are going to wrap up our talk about relationships. And today we have a very, 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 very special guest with us today. Uh, she is my cousin. Her name is Miss India. Um, and she is with us today because I just truly believe that if you're going to talk about relationships as it relates to faith, then you got to speak about it with a person that has truly exuded an enormous amount of faith. Um, as it pertains to her relationships. And I think that it's also important to um, understand even how you grow in your faith, because, you know, at a certain point in time, all of us can literally say that we might not have had as strong faith as we have today. And uh, we can admit to the fact that we might have had to grow in our faith in order to, you know, understand how does faith relate to a relationship? Because for so long, you know, we we think that we conjure up stuff. We make up stuff. You know what I'm saying? We make a decision. Right. We, we decide, you know, everything that we want. This is who I want. This is who I want to be with. This is what it is. And sometimes we don't understand that who we want is not necessarily part of the plan. And if we would have waited, right? and have faith in a process, then we might not have ended up with what wasn't for us or who wasn't for us or, you know, people surrounding us that aren't for us. So that's what we're going to unpack today. We are truly just going to unpack the weight as it relates to faith. So go ahead, India, introduce yourself, tell the people about you. Uh, So like Nakia said, I'm her cousin. I'm her big cousin. Um, so and I would say, yeah, you know, I got to start out with that. Um, you know, this topic is, it, you can unpack it in so many ways because there's so many different relationships, right? And faith plays a part in every aspect of one's life. And so when you talk about, you know, let's say a romantic relationship with that person that you plan to spend the rest of your life with, the thing, the piece that people may not be aware of is that you have to know the purpose for your life. And until you know the purpose for your life, you don't know if the person in your life is supposed to be there because Mm -hmm. that person is joined with you to fulfill that purpose. And so if you're with someone just because you think you love them, but you don't understand the purpose that God has for your life, there's a piece missing because I found in my own life that God will not reveal his purpose if I'm not connected to to the person that's connected to the purpose. Oh, Okay. He's not going to tell you your purpose with the wrong person. Hold on. I got to write that down. Purpose delayed. Purpose delayed. So you're connecting to the wrong person. Listen, you're with this person because let's just say people stay together because of sex. You're with this person because it's a comfort thing and the sex is great. Mm -hmm. But God has so much more in store for you with what he wants you to accomplish on this earth. And until you are connected to that person that you're fu- you're supposed to fulfill that purpose with, he may not even reveal your purpose. You're not ready. You won't let go of what he wants you to let go of. And until you do that, you are you are delaying your purpose. You're de- you're delaying even finding out what it is. 
Because you're out of alignment. Because you're out of alignment. You're not, so you're not being obedient. You're not being obedient. So you're disobedient and you're out of alignment. Right. And now your purpose is being held up because you're held up. Exactly. Mm. You're, you're satisfying your flesh and he's waiting for you to satisfy your soul and your spirit. And so he's waiting on you. You know, people say that, you know, God, everything he does is in perfect timing. And that's absolutely true. But when you think about the wait, we're not waiting on God to do things. A lot of times he's giving you the opportunity to make the changes that he needs to see made before he propels you to that next level, before he gives you that extra that extra money. He wants to see how you're going to behave with what you currently have. He's not going to propel you to the next level. So the wait is more about you than it is about him. You're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. Right. Right. And the truth, the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is that you have a decision to make. Right. We can't absolve ourselves of our ability to make uh, good informed decisions. Right. And a lot of the times what happens is, we absolve ourselves of our own responsibility and we absolve ourselves of our own accountability. And we sit up here and we echo, well, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. You know, the Bible says those that wait on the Lord shall renew, you know, and all of that mm -hmm. sounds real good. But at the end of the day, he's yet waiting on you to make a decision to finally say, okay, yes, I'm, I'm right. okay. Okay. I, right. You know what? I went this way. I tried this way out. This did not work in my favor. Everything, you know, one of the things, one of, me and my friend, we used to joke about it, but it was so real. We would always say that we knew when we were in a wrong relationship because our finances would completely tank. Right. And it was like a way that we would always say, like the way that God would try and get our attention would be that he knew that he would need to affect our finances in such a way to where we were literally experiencing a drought. Right. And, but everybody don't go to have that, that, you know, that, that same drought because the drought can be uh, expressed in many different uh, forms and fashions. But for us, it always would be with our finances, we would go into an extreme dry place where we literally had nothing. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, that really resembles what's going on with your soul anyway in a relationship. You don't see Nothing. it, but that person is draining you. And when you're with the right person, you'll always feel full. You'll always feel replenished. You'll actually be functioning in overflow. Because if I'm pouring into you and you're pouring into me, there's always overflow. I like that. Always full and replenished and operating in the overflow. Yeah, there's always overflow in the right relationship. That's true because, and the overflow is not, and you're on it's an overflow of peace, it's an overflow of love, it's an overflow of joy, it's an overflow. It's like everything that you could possibly think of is literally just like overflowing because you are right. in the right relationship, you are connected to the right person or people, mm -hmm. and you're actually flourishing, right? And if we're right. and if we're connected, right, God is going to give us the tools that we need to accomplish the purpose that we're here for right? As a partnership. Mm -hmm. And so why would he allow us to drain each other if we're supposed to be together to fight against the world? Not, a, not each other. 
but against the world. I don't have time to go home and be drained by somebody that I'm supposed to be accomplishing my, my purpose with. He should be replenishing me. I should be replenishing him. And, and we're replenishing each other because we're already going against the world. The world is trying to suck us dry. We come home to be replenished. That's where, that's where your peace is. That's where your joy is. You know, it's kind of like when you plug in your phone at night to, to recharge. A lot of times, um, if you have an iPhone, the Apple iOS, it happens overnight. You wake up, you got a new system. You didn't got the whole update. new system. Whole new system. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen when you're out in the street. It, it, it and and a lot of times your tr- your phone has to be plugged in in order for it to be updated. So that's like when you return home, you return home to be replenished, to be able to return back out to the world and to fight against whoever and you to need fight to fight against. against. Yeah. Right. See, but and that's the truth. And I, I think that sometimes in in the most in the simplicity of life, we miss that part. Right. You know what I'm saying? In the simplicity of life, we miss the part that we should be replenished and restored and recharged at home. But mm-hmm. when home becomes a battleground, when home becomes a war zone, when mm-hmm. home becomes a place of disarray and no peace, no nothing, you just like, I can't even, I can't even walk in the door and find peace. I can't right. even walk in the door and find joy. I can't even walk right. in the door and find happiness. I can't even walk in the door, like, oh. Right. And that, and that drains your life. Right. And that's what, that's what COVID is, is um, uncovering and revealing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, those that don't want to go home, they run around until they're so exhausted. They're just going home to go to sleep. But COVID has forced people to face their relationships and address the situation. Like I should be at peace when I'm at home. I cannot leave. And this is not a place of well-being for me. And so a lot of people have had to had to face that. And get real and make decisions. Okay. Are we in this? Are we out of this? What are we doing? And if we're not in it and we out, then let's make that decision and let's keep it moving. But are we going to be Or are we going to create a place of peace? Right. Are we going to work together to create a place of peace? Because we can't go anywhere right now. We can't go nowhere. We can't go nowhere. We know we can. I would. I music. <laughs> if I was still with that ex of mine, <laughs> preach. <laughs> we would have been going somewhere. Because I wouldn't. Have <laughs> I would have. I would have been on a roof at my been like, uh, what, what you're not about to do is make me miserable because you miserable because you can't go yeah. cheat with all the little women. Okay. It didn't take yeah. it didn't take COVID for me to realize I had to go. I'm just glad it confirmed I was I'm where I'm supposed to be supposed right to now. Be. I know that's yeah. right. You know, because real talk, like all jokes aside, you know what? Why why my dad called us? Did somebody tell him we was on this good live? I know how y'all family members do. Y'all don't y'all 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 don't check in, but y'all sure enough get on the phone and call people. You know I'm just move on that live with Kia and that he won't call. No, don't call. But um but yeah, like this whole situation, this whole like although it has been horrible, you know what I'm saying, as far as being in a pandemic and experiencing the the level of um the virus that people have experienced, you know, I've had death, we've all had death in family and everything like that. So, um, but it truly did, it needed to reveal things even about yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're not a peacemaker, how shall you receive peace? I'm not a peacemaker. 
Like if I'm not a peacemaker, if I'm if I'm a miserable person, then I have to begin to understand that I'm creating an atmosphere and an environment that is not conducive for other people to enjoy. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like when, you know, you could walk, you could walk into a house and, and, and feel the room. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And you could feel where there's tension. You could feel where there's chaos. You could feel where there's literally like a drought. You know right. what I'm saying? And I think that in, in this situation, people just literally had to get real. I even myself had to get even real with myself during this time because I am a person that I do I don't like to deal with certain things, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to express it. I'm just gonna I'm I'm you know what? Uh all right, whatever. I'll just I'll go out. Let me go here. Let me go there. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to talk to that one. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And COVID right. was like, no, no, sit down. Right. And you're going to sit down and you're going to be stuck in the house and you're going to watch TV. And I kid you not, for like the first month of COVID, I promise you, I think I cleaned, I think I cleaned every single day. I washed clothes. There was not, not, if, if something hit that hamper, it was being washed. Like, oh, I got a low, low. Good. I can wash this right now. Boom. Oh, you know what? Let me get up. Let me sweep and mop the floor. I swept and mop the floors every single day. And so finally the Lord was like, Okay, I'm gonna need you to sit down because you need to find peace. Because now you're just trying to keep yourself busy. You're trying to keep your mind busy. You're not. You're not dealing with peace. So now I need you to refocus and regroup on yourself, and I need you to become at peace within your own self. Because sometimes when we're not even at peace with ourselves, we don't know how to create an atmosphere of peace because we're right. not at peace with ourselves. It, like a lot of the stuff, it literally like comes from within. So mm-hmm. then once we begin to deal with ourselves and we begin to make peace with ourselves and our environment literally begins to shift and it begins to change. That's mm-hmm. the part where I'm just like, you know what? Yesterday, a friend of mine said to me, um, you know what, Nikia, even though everything might not be right and it might not be all right and it might not feel all right, but you got to you got to recognize that it's still all right. You're still all right. You're still good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we focus on things that should not that that should not even grasp like even an ounce of our time. You know what I'm saying? Or an ounce of our thoughts. You know what I'm saying? But we focus on those things and then it creates uh, in us a toxic environment within our own self that then we're trying to fight our way out of it. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to fight our way out of it. And we can't even fight our way out of it because we don't even have to fight in this to fight out of it. So what happens? Our whole aura is just off. We just off person just walking around we just off until you know what i'm saying then you have like i have great friends that'll be like nakia you're all right mm-hmm. you're good mm-hmm. get some thoughts out your mind you're okay mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying sometimes you need you need that sometimes you really do need that reality check because when you're dealing with the fact of delayed purpose right and when you're dealing with the fact of you know what this ain't looking like what i saw right like spiritually this ain't looking like what i saw you know what I'm saying? Lord, you showed me this and I don't see nothing that rem- that even remotely resembles this. What is going on? Right. That's the faith walk, though. Mm-hmm. That's the faith walk, because there's <clears throat> I think there's a time in everyone's journey where, I mean, God could have revealed what you believe to be the entire plan. But he would never give you every single step, because where do you learn to trust? And so there are points in your journey where you just have to trust blindly, knowing that whatever you're gonna go through, he's gonna bring you out on the other side. And whatever you go through, it's gonna be, 
number one, for his glory. And number two, you're going to learn something out of it. And he's going to use it late, you know, later for somebody else. It's not always about you. It's for somebody else. And I'm sure every single person that's listening could think of things that they've gone through, not understanding why they went through. And then they may have come in contact with someone and recognized, wow, like I went through that and here I am sharing it with this person. Mm-hmm. And so even in this time with COVID and dealing with what you're dealing with, it's not just about you. You're going to be able to speak into somebody else's life on how to get to the other side. Yeah, but that faith walk is serious. Hello, because it ain't always easy. It's like it's a love hate. It's a love hate relationship. You love Jesus, but you hate what he's putting what he what you feel like he's putting you through. Right. Because I don't see it. Mm -hmm. Right. I I see it, but I don't see it. And you don't know the timing. You know, one thing that God told me, and it was so funny when it was real to me, is because I came out of a very controlling relationship. I mean, controlling across the board. You know, I'm in Target. You know, you've been there for two hours. Well, who doesn't go to Target for two hours? Who and, does not go to Target for two does, hours? I mean, that you got to be in the front section for an hour. I got to go through everything. I might have a party that I don't know about yet, and I need to prepare. And so I recognize that as I was going through the process of leaving an unhealthy relationship and God started revealing his plans for me, I would become anxious because I'm thinking like, you know, in the vision or the dream, this looked like a couple of months, but here we are a year or two in, like, what's up? And I remember saying, I don't want to be controlling. I don't want to control other people. That's not what I want. And God said, but you keep trying to control Control me. me. And I was like, oh, that's really okay. He's like, you always trying to tell me what to do when you're ready. Now I was I I I just went and sat down. I did. I sat down. I I probably fasted. I don't know. <laughs> but look, but you but you know you sat down though. But I know I sat down and I I said nothing because you know God whispers, but when He really wants to get His point across, He is so clear. And when He said, "But you always trying to tell me what to do." He had he had a little grit in his I, I could sense a little grit in his voice. A little bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a little bass. <laughs> I was like, that was not a whisper. <laughs> that wasn't a whisper. He was real clear with me. And I said, sir, Okay, you're right. Sir, you're right. you spoke you spoke yeah. audibly clear, sir. Thank thank you. Look, you, I, I you spoke very clear. I received that. I feel like that was a message from the Lord for me right now. Like you're always trying to tell me what to do. Fall back, ma'am. Okay. Always. You, always. You want me to do something when it's your yeah. time and when right. you feel you ready. But you know what? You know what? Let me say. It. But I blame all all you little off base off base prophets. I blame y'all for that because y'all. <laughs> Y'all always want to come talking about because it's your time and it's your season and the Lord is going to do this and the Lord is going to do that. Right. And, then, and then when he don't do it, you always right. want to think, well, it was your fault because you wasn't ready. No. But but when you speak into someone's life prophetically, you're saying what you receive. But an hour could be a day. A day could be a year. You know, and right. We don't know. Go, they need to go back and, before the Lord. Right. And, and, right. And get the specifications. Uh, right. The good word. Do not tell right. me it's going to happen soon. 
and for God right. soon to be 10 years from now. Cause that ain't my definition of soon. Listen, he told, God told me in April of 2018 and I kid you not, I was on a plane and he said, you are on the verge of a precipice. I know he said it cause I had no idea what precipice means. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's how sure I am that that's the word he said. And he said it and I like jumped because I said, press what? Did we Google? And I looked it up. And it's like a very climatic moment. It's earth shattering. It's shifting. It could be huge, bad, you know, or just mind blowing. Okay, but that, I, I wouldn't say that that moment has happened yet, but you're talking about two years. Two years. And to say I'm on the verge of something. I'm on the verge for two years. Two okay. years. I'm happy about that verge. So come on, verge. <laughs> come on, verge. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Wardrobe is so so two two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um okay, it was a good Friday service, right? And God bless her, Pastor Jew, released a good word to me. She said, This was Good Friday. She said from She's, she said, from now to the next six months, right? Mm -hmm. She said, you're going to experience one last blow. Mm. She said, but this blow mm -hmm. is going to, I don't know if she used the word propel or catapult, but she said, it's going to propel, basically launch my ministry. Mm -hmm. She said some other things, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she said, you are going to experience one final blow. Okay. And no more than 30 days later. <laughs> that blow hit. Was my head you know, going to gonna blow up? Girl. I didn't think it was that type of blow. I didn't think that the blow was going to be you my head. Literally. <laughs> I didn't think that blow was going to be my head going through that car window. You hear me? I didn't think oh, that. God. I didn't think that blow was going right. to be, you know what I'm saying, miscarrying. I didn't think that. I didn't right. think I didn't think that that, that blow was going to be so major to the point where, in my mind, mm -hmm. I was going to die. Right? Right. Maybe I didn't die physically, but in my mm -hmm. mind, emotionally, mentally, yeah. spiritually, it was a wreck. But the mm -hmm. only, when, as everything was happening, the only thing I could remember was, God, you warned me that this blow was coming. Mm -hmm. So I had to draw on the strength from God to say, you warned me that this blow was coming. I didn't know the type right. of blow this was gonna be. Right. But now that I look at it, you know what I'm saying? Like two years later, and it has done, exactly what she said it was going to do. Mm -hmm. Why? Because sometimes when we go, like you said earlier, we go through things. It ain't for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? We go through it and our job is to tell how we made it through it. You know what right. I'm saying? As opposed to being stuck in it and mm -hmm. taking on like a, vic a victim type mentality. And for the life of me, like you said earlier, I was living but my purpose was so delayed mm -hmm. to the point where the purpose that I was living was a false purpose. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's the thing that we have to understand because this is not just about uh, romantic relationships. This is about relationships as a whole. You can be truly connected to people that truly are a detriment to your purpose and your future because that's where that's where your future is your future lies in your purpose what am i here to do let me say this because when i was with that ex okay i was i was trying so hard to change positions and everything kept getting denied i'm like i ain't never not got a job offer right never I was like, Lord, what is going on here? Right. And since then, Mm -hmm. every step I've made, I've gone up. Right. Right? And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's because God is like, no, no. What I'm not about to do is have you waste your good blessing on a curse. We're not doing that. That's right. not for you. That's not that's not where you're supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I was saying in my head, right. I'm like, but Lord, all this stuff is being prophesied. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed, everything was I'm supposed to. And the Lord was like, yeah, but you ain't with the right person for all of that. So I can't even. Nah, we're not doing that. Mm. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be tainted mm-hmm. if I do it in that season with that with that person around those people. That's going to be tainted. I can't do that for you. You know what I'm saying? But it was like in my faith walk, why am mm-hmm. I not seeing what I see? Like, why isn't this coming right. to fruition? Why isn't this happening? And the Lord was like, oh, ma'am, that's mm-hmm. cursed stuff over there. And right. I need you to come back over here in holiness. You're not in holiness over there. You're in divination. I need you to come, come on over to the other side. I need you to come back. And right. the Lord will do, he will, and he will literally do that. He will literally do that. Like he will literally shift up your whole life. Even, I ain't telling you business, never mind. But if you wanted to, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? For you, like, come on, you had a blow. Yeah. That was a blow. And, but the blow yeah. made you make a decision. Like, you know what? I, we good. I'll say this. Um, when it comes to, you know, God revealing your purpose, it wasn't until I left an, an unhealthy, you know, situation, uh, marriage, where it wasn't until I left that God revealed my purpose. Even, um, you know, of course, people on um, <clears throat> on the podcast may not, but we lost a child. And that was in 2014. I started mm-hmm. a nonprofit in 2018. It was never revealed to me in between that time until I left to start the nonprofit. It was never revealed. It was never revealed to me, my purpose. You know, God never revealed anything relating to ministry. I thought I would be an accountant forever in a little corner crunching numbers. You know, when God showed anything related to ministry, I was blown. Like, what are you talking about? But that wasn't until I was gone. He didn't reveal any of that until I was gone. But he prepared you before you left. He did. He prepared me. I saw the signs, um, but I didn't think that it was going to be a call on my life. I thought it was mm-hmm. just I, I thought it just filled that time, you know, connecting with other parents, having to join a group that I don't want to be in. You know, nobody wants to say I'm in this group of people that lost a child. But what has come out of that is this opportunity to share the love of Christ with other parents who are still struggling and dealing with the loss of a child. You know, I'm able to say that at that time, my four-year-old told me that, mommy, do you know that Jesus feeds the babies in the nursery? 
and he's feeding Mason right now, I there was no opportunity to grieve. I'm so focused on Jesus feeding my son in the nursery. And I'm able to tell other parents, no, like, you know, Christ is real. Don't feel like, uh, you know, your child is in the wilderness and, you know, it, it's not like that. It's not like, I don't even look at death the same. Right. You know, and that's all because of Christ. That's all because of Christ. This one eyelash is getting on my whole bit nervous. You know, I talk about people with the one little eyelash is lifting up in the corner. So don't mind me if I keep trying to like fix this one little eyelash because this is irking. And I'm aggravated that it's doing that. You know how you know how like when you talk about people with certain things happening and then it's happening to you, and I'm looking at this camera. Like, <laughs> so I already talked about it. So don't talk about mm -hmm. me, y'all. That one eyelash mm -hmm. keep looking up. That glue, the, the glue ain't working right. But anyway, no, but that's real because the amount of faith that I saw you exude when 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 Mason did pass, even before Mason's passing, even while you were pregnant mm -hmm. with Mason and everything was literally unmatched. I have yet to necessarily see that again, but you know, that's just because I haven't necessarily been around someone that, that, that has um, you know, lost a child in that way again. But what you displayed carried you and everybody else through their entire situation. You know what I'm saying? Because I watched you, I mean, we was all praying you know what I'm saying? But even with that, even with the prayers, we believe God and we, but we also accepted God's will. Right. And with that, it literally catapulted you in your faith, even the more, you know what I'm saying? We all have faith, right? You know, they used to sing that little song, faith, 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 just a little more faith. So, okay. We all had a little more faith, but your faith grew to the point where it wasn't just mustard seed faith. It was like, you know what, God, Whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. And I remember listening to you, watching you, hearing you, and my faith was not there. Uh-oh, we lost her. But I will say this. Um, you know, my faith was not my faith was not where her faith was. And the amount of faith that she literally displayed uh, during that time literally was unmatched. Here we go. We add in the back. There we Sorry go. about that. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Girl, you know the storm. I think the storms is like kicking everybody out, but it's okay. But um, I was just saying that the the amount of faith that you had during that season, during that time, and even now to this day, to the point where, listen, you know, sometimes when you when you exude and you can speak in that amount of faith, people really look at you like you're crazy and think that you're delusional. Mm -hmm. Like they really yeah. think, you know what, you're delusional. <laughs> Uh, right. that's not real and uh, you don't lost your mind and right. uh, oh, oh, oh okay until they mm -hmm. see what you've been seeing come to fruition and now mm -hmm. it becomes reality then it's like oh oh that was real right. yeah it was real yeah I just I, feel like I'm in good company come on good company I'm like I'm like hey Noah me and you together Believe, they didn't believe, believe they didn't believe that boat was being built uh for for good purpose <laughs> until it started to rain Hello. then they wanted to get on it and you were so not I in really, that count no i um i just i just keep believing christ you know like i really just keep believing christ and the more people doubt the things that i've shared with them over the years and the more, the more excited i get the more excited i get because i'm like when he do what he about to do, hello, he gonna tell you. 
mm, you're going to want a piece of this, Jesus. You're going to want to know him for yourself. For you're yourself. sleeping on him. But you're going to want to know him for yourself. And that's really where it, where what it's about. Because everything that he has shown me, he has made it clear it has nothing to do with me. And so that's the humbling part. You know, we're joking now, but I really don't take it for granted. And I don't look at anything like, oh, it's about me. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't put a title on myself. I don't claim a gift. I just said he tells me what he tells me, what he tells me, what he wants me to know at that time. I try to be as obedient as I can, but it really just goes back to him. The light shines on him. And at the end of the day, he's going to get the glory for it. Everything he said, he said, he tells me, India, I'm not doing it for you. He will clearly tell me that I am not doing this for you. It is about me. And I'm like, thank you for humbling me. I don't want it to be about me. I really don't. I don't want the spotlight. I don't need it. Um, so I just, I just ride out. I just listen to what he says. No, I like, I, mean, I just want, I want his voice to be the loudest one. And I it want is. his voice to be the loudest, yeah. And it definitely is. And you exude it, you live it. And he is forever showing mm -hmm. that he is a keeper of his word, that his word will truly never return unto him void. So everything I, like, even you said that you were going to have Christian and you had him. Yep. Yep. That's when Mason was still in the hospital. You know, we had been there for a couple of months and I woke up from a dream and, <clears throat> and in the dream I had told my, um, my husband at the time, uh, we're going to have another baby. I'm pretty sure of it. You know, that's what I saw. I said, you cool with that? And he said, um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I said, okay. And you know, Mason transitioned to heaven and shortly after I had gotten pregnant. And, and of course, you know, of course, you have the naysayers that will try to say that you are trying to replace a child. But anyone that has lost a child knows very well, you, you cannot replace a child. There is no such thing. And so it was all Christ, you know, the whole entire purpose for me having having Christian. <clears throat> and here goes Christian, you know, I was pregnant shortly after Mason passed. And he's supposed to be here. He thinks he runs the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks he knows Mason. He said he saw him in heaven. So listen, there goes that. There it is. Okay. There it is. There Out it of is. the mouth of babes. You know, that's yeah. why the Bible is very clear that, we, that he said we should come to him like children. Exactly. Okay. And honestly, you exude that because you just come to God like, listen, all right, here mm -hmm. it is. What do you have for me? I never forget when you said that to me, you were like, ah, I'm just like, Jesus, what do you have for me? What What is it that you want to tell me? What is it that you want to say? And I never forget because that's what made me literally go to the car and give you that darn book. Because I was like, yeah, I, you know yeah. what? Let me go. I'm starting to notice book. that you're in very like specific moments of my life when I look back and I'm like, these are some monumental moments. And Kia just shows up. Showed up. You showed up at, you showed up at my house that day uninvited. I did. I, I, you never said, hey, what you doing? It was just like, hey, girl. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm down the street. What? All right. All right. Yeah, I'm going to open the door. I'm here. And here you go. I'm like, I'm just trying to hear God's voice. I just want to hear God's voice. I don't know if I'm hearing it properly. And you said, I'll be right back. And who would have a book in their car called Hearing God's Voice specifically? And that catapulted everything. Who is knocking on a good door? Because you ain't going to ignore my good babies. They are knocking. I am ignoring them. 
I have put a hedge <laughs> between them and me. Wait, because they don't say it. <laughs> yes, it is. I tell you, the more you tell them to do something, the more they do the opposite. Hello, because you were like, do yeah. not disturb. And they're like, but wait a minute, I got a question. I said, listen, don't knock on the door. And what do you have? Knocking on the door. But that is a blessing of children. Children, you know, yeah. they 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 right. truly are a blessing. So therefore, let, listen, they they know what it means when you just free to just ignore them. Like me, yeah. I would have been like, What do you want? You see what I'm doing? You know, I had to acknowledge yeah. your presence and everything. Y'all parents, y'all got mm -hmm. that down. I don't know how they ignore. Yeah. I'd be like, Come on. Um great. Straight you face. Know. I don't even I don't even you, sense your presence. Because you didn't influence it and I'm like, I'm you don't get it. Look, look, you yeah. don't get it knocking. I heard it. No, no but no, for, no time for distraction. All jokes aside, like, um, you're right. I never really paid attention to that. That I do pop up at the good monumental times of life. You know what? I think that's a gift. I just pop up. I think you don't know you're being sent and you're sent. Right? Okay. Because it's not like you and I have ever lived around the corner from each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. And so for you to end up at my house is a plan. And yet, at least in, in your head, there it, it wasn't a, oh, I'm going to stop by. No, we don't live close enough for you to stop by. And to have an overnight bag. I was prepared. <laughs> I said, oh, I got my bag right now. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but it was, yeah, I needed it. Look, look here I come. <laughs> nah, but, you know, that's what... That's one of the good things about being family and being cousins and being close. Like at the end of the day, we don't have to talk every single day. But if there's a need, we there. Point blank period. Right. Whatever right. the need is, this is what this is where we're gonna be at. This is where we at, and this is how we're gonna move and listen. And right. one of the things that I know of is the fact that at that time and in that season, you were searching. Right. Oh. And when you're searching, it's so easy to be led astray from the, you know, because you, you get right. so many different words, 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 words. So I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm look, I'm in the area. Hey, Miss Mo, what you doing? All right, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm, I'm around the corner. I'm coming right. over. And then right. as we begin to talk and as we begin to speak, I need to hear the voice of God. I need to know what it sounds like, what it is, what it out. Oh, be right back. Yeah. Here we go. Here come to and you know yeah. what? And I and yeah. I and I, and I, and I rebought that book too. I sure enough did. It's, it's right here. That that book stays with me for forever. For the simple fact that 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 book is monumental in life. Wow. Um, because it it truly helped mm -hmm. me in a season of quietness. Right. God, I need to hear you. I need to understand mm -hmm. you. I need to feel you. I need to know that you are here. And I need to know that it is you and not anybody else because, hello, goodbye. This is what I need. Yeah. So now, but, you know, like I said, watching you walk through your walk mm -hmm. and watching you go through everything that you went through, it just exuded so much faith. And it wasn't like, and that's why I think people have to understand that when you talk about relationships, we're really talking about relationships with all people. It's not just romantic. It's not just, you know, like platonic little friendships. It's how you literally relate and build a bridge with mm -hmm. everybody that is actually connected to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do not even think to ask God, should I be connected to this person? Mm -hmm. Are you 
something that I need to bridge or are you a gap? Which one are you? Right. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And sometimes, and what we don't realize is that when we begin these connections and we get connected to the wrong people and the wrong things begin to happen to you, Mm -hmm. then you have to reassess this connection. And it might not be, and it's not that you're a bad person or anything like that, but it's the fact that you're actually trying to hinder where I'm going. And now I got to reassess you and your purpose because what you just did, what you just said, how you just reacted, whatever it is, was actually a hindrance. And it, it literally was not something that was to propel, not even this relationship. And I be right. having to re I, I, be, I, I reassess a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, you always get people, oh, you know, I, I don't want no new friends. I'm like, no, no, I'm not that person. I, I, I actually honor relationships. So I respect yeah. whatever is new to come into my life. Because the Bible told me, God said he's doing a new thing. Shall you not perceive it? No, no, I perceive all things new, Lord. I, hello. I mm -hmm. perceive it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we get so right. hooked on certain terminology that we say that we don't even understand that you could literally be blocking something that is so great because you don't want nothing new. Something's wrong with you. Right. Okay. Right. Because you need to embrace what is new because maybe what's old ain't really got you where you should be, you know? And right. I, I, I've had to realize that, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as hope, I, I am like, I be trying to hold on to relationships because you know what I'm saying? I battle with uh, rejection. So I don't necessarily like to uh, reject anybody. Right. Um, you know, that, that feeling of like, you just re you're rejecting them, you abandon them, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, right. because I, I have not liked when people have done it to me, but what I began to realize is, is that everything is just not rejection. Some things okay. is literally just like, you know what? I gotta, uh, shift this way, you know? So as I'm shifting this way and you're not shifting with me and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not that it ain't no love lost. I still love you. I still care for you. If I see you, I'm gonna give you a hug, but I yeah. will connection that closeness we we gotta now we gotta like put a gap in between that because we, yeah. we we are not that anymore you know what i'm saying and i believe in that i believe in that um and i've had to learn it okay yeah i think the saying is true you know people are in your life for a reason or a season and so when it comes to your purpose you know that person may have fulfilled the purpose that they had in your life At that okay time. that time is gone it's nothing personal. It's just time to move on to the next phase. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to handle where you're going. And it doesn't say anything negative about them. It's just their, their time in your life is over. And you just have to receive that and continue. Because God will remove people. There were people removed out of my life. It's like there was no argument. There was no disagreement. There was no fight. It was just over. Like, okay. It's just no no other phone call was made between the two of us, and that's all and right. That was it. And that was it. And it's okay. It is quite okay. And new people have come in, and I see that there's a purpose for them in my life as well. You know, they're showing me. You know, in terms of with my nonprofit, how do I advance to the next level? Because it's not about me, right? It's about me advancing what God wants to do in my life. And so he'll send people, he'll send the help that I need. If I'm against meeting new people, how can I, how can I receive the help that I need? The people that I know don't know it. They don't know what I need. So I need those new relationships. And the biggest relationship that we need to be focused on is Christ. Because if you don't have a relationship with him, 
none of your relationships in your life will be right because you might be in a relationship too long. If it's romantic, if it's a friend, regardless of the of the magnitude of the relationship, if if Christ is not the the main relationship that you're focused on, you're not hearing His voice. You're not heeding to His call to move on, to engage, to help. Because sometimes you're the person that needs to to feed into into someone else's life. There's nothing that they're there to do for you. You're there to help them. And you have to just have that discernment to hear his voice to know how to how to proceed. Mm. That's the truth. You know, at the end of the day, and especially, you know, if if we everybody has various different belief systems, everybody has various different um, faith systems, spiritual systems. And the key is, is that what you believe should be at the center of who you are, right? Right. And if what you believe is truly not at the center of who you are, then you're already walking out of alignment for where you're supposed to go because your belief is not as strong as your words. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can speak a thing, but I don't necessarily believe it on the inside of me. So I'm just talking. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bible calls that, what do you call that? Um, clangling brass and whatever, that, that whole scripture, right? Because you're making a whole lot of noise, but you empty inside, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't realize that because a lot of times we are talking so much, but we're doing so little. Right. And we talk so much because we want to make it sound real good. So we just like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, you empty, you shallow, you broken, you tortured, you in pain, you're miserable, you're just, you're angry, you're bitter, you're all these things because mm -hmm. you just, ah, 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 it ain't right. nothing, nothing moving, right. nothing shaking, nothing. You know what I'm right. saying? And that was like, even for, for myself, after everything happened to me or whatever, I went into a season where I was just, I had to be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, why are you not preaching? Why are you not teaching? Why are you not? I said, because the Lord doesn't have for me to do that right now. I'm in a season of being quiet. Because right. if I was to do that, I would literally be empty inside. So mm -hmm. you would be hearing words, but I would be empty. And I think that it takes a big person to recognize I need to be quiet. And then when the time is right, the Lord will begin yeah. to open up your mouth so that you can speak, but right. you have to be able to hear him right? and heed the call and heed the time in which you were in. I knew I was in a season of restoration and, and you know what? And, and the truth of the matter is like, I'm still in that, in that, in that place of restoration. You know what I'm saying? I'm still there and I'm mm -hmm. still learning how to bridge relationships and I'm still learning how to put gaps in relationships where there needs to be a gap. Right. But I'm, I'm learning all of this stuff because at the end of the day, it's about what and what what and who do I want to be connected to, right? Okay. Who right. what what is what is my brand, right? Because my brand speaks to me. So mm -hmm. what is my brand? What do I really want to be connected to? And okay, Lord, I got faith in the vision that you're actually showing me spiritually, but now I need to understand how do I walk this vision out so that naturally everything begins to line up. You know, I've always told people like, it, like there's a one-to-one -one relationship between the spiritual and, spiritual and the natural. It's a one-to-one -one relationship. That's why he said, whatever you bind on earth, you bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, you, mm -hmm. it, 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 there is a one-to-one -one relationship. So therefore, mm -hmm. if what I see spiritually is not manifesting naturally, something is broken that relationship. 
Mm-hmm. So it's up to me to say, okay, Lord, what you're showing me spiritually is not aligning naturally. So something's wrong here in the natural. What is it? Right. Right. And now right. Sin, he draws up all of my damn finances and be like, get rid of that nigga. Cause I didn't tell you to have him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever you're idolizing, whether it's a man, whether it's, you, you know, you're cutting something that you shouldn't be. Um, you're, anything you're putting in front of him because we know he's jealous. Mine and he has I, every right to be. Mine wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, wasn't, it was, it was, it was some low romantic relationships. Yeah. And the Lord had to break them all. But you know, that's how he deals with you. Yeah. It doesn't take, it doesn't take long for him to correct you. No, because mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. yeah. How we are, you begin yeah. to realize when everything, when your money starts drying up and you like, yo, I can't even buy a shoe. Yeah. Like, and I ain't talking about a, an expensive shoe. I'm talking I about- I will normally be called the fast. Hello? Yeah. See, but that's good. Be like, um, get, off, get off that good social media for three months. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he don't play no games, and you're gonna fast, and he'll tell me what I'm fasting, why I'm fasting. He'll say how long. He'll just tell me like, okay, today's the last day, or you can go back today. But yeah, he'll but shut it down. Jesus. And thank and thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. you. Look, you I don't want to be like the Israelites in the wilderness. I don't want to be in the wilderness for forty years. Long, right? Longer than I need to be. <laughs> got me out here looking crazy and stupid, and, and then I still don't make it to the promise because you got angry. Nope, never mind. I'm good. I'm right. good. Right. Right. Look, you you let my kids' right. kids look. You let my kids' kids hit that promise, but me, never mind. Yeah. I got. I got you. That's yeah. not listen. But like you said, like you said, it. One thing about the good Lord, he literally, he, he knows how to grab my good attention and he'll be like, okay, let me, let me yoke you up real quick. And then boom. And when it happens, it happens. So, and I'd be appreciative of it happening. Is that Christian? (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. I know I heard that mommy. I'm like, oh, I heard it. Wait, you muted yourself, girl. You got to unmute yourself. Sorry. I have no idea how he got in. He's MacGyver. (laughs) Christian said, oh, I'm going to find a way. Okay. Christian might want to make his debut and be like, and say hello. Ask Christian, be like, Christian, do you want to say hello? Because (laughs) Christian don't play no games. Listen, that's what happens. Listen, when you a mommy and you got kids, every, every, you have no private time. Your time is always parent time, and that's what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. We love the kids, so listen, I respect it. But um, but anyway, going back to what we're saying, so that's why we really, we really wanted to come on here and really just talk about faith as it pertains to uh, relationships because it truly is important that you exercise your faith in everything, and faith also goes in line with discernment. Uh. Mm-hmm. You got to trust what you feel on that good inside of your good spirit uh, to know what you know and to be sure in what you know. 
And don't allow right. someone to gaslight you into thinking that what you know isn't what you know, okay? And, and, mm -hmm. and that right there is very important because sometimes people do not understand when they are truly, they are like gaslighting specialists. They like specialize in a gaslight, you know what I'm saying? They specialize right. in making you feel like you crazy for what you're saying because you don't have any physical, tangible proof of it, but you, you have discernment enough to know that something ain't right. And you got faith enough in God to know that this is not the will for your life. And I think that that is important that we have to begin to align these concepts together so that we can stop engaging in toxic relationships with people, period. That right. goes for coworkers on your job. If they toxic, they are toxic, period. I might have to speak to you as it relates to work, but what I won't do is go sit across from a table from you and nobody's happy hour. I don't have to do it. And any job, right. you know, and a, and a lot of times some of these jobs will tell you and they'll be like, oh, well, you're not a team player. No, I am a team player, but I refuse right. to sit across the table from someone that thinks that they can speak to me, treat me or whatever, any old kind of way. People have to understand that in all relationships, relationships are truly built on respect, right? Mm -hmm. People love to say that respect is earned, trust is earned, all this stuff is earned. But really and truly, all this stuff is actually given. Mm -hmm. What happens is, is that we do things that then take away from the respect and then it takes away from the trust and then it mm -hmm. takes away from the honor and the honesty and all that stuff. We do things that cause uh, things... Those types, those types of things to be diminished. So we right. have to recognize when, even if it's our own self, if I break your trust, then I then have to work in order to earn back your trust, right? Mm -hmm. And if the situation is, if you break my trust, then you have to work your way back into earning it again. And a lot right. of times we don't fully understand that because we don't want to deal with the fact that some things do cause harm and they will cause a breach or a break within the process. And we have to learn that it's okay to say, I am not okay with what you just did. And this broke right. this. So if we want to mend this, then we're going to need to mend this. And if we're not going to mend it, then we're just not going to mend it. And we're going to go on about our good business because at the end of the day, people, you know, we don't have time to keep wasting it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I say this all the time to people. Your time is valuable. That is a valuable right. commodity that you should not waste on anything that is frivolous, right? right. And if you right. continue to waste your time on things that are frivolous, what is it that you are doing? Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And we have to recognize the value in ourselves in order to recognize the value in our time. I said this like a couple of weeks ago in a good podcast. I said, you know what? My presence is valuable. My words are valuable. So if I speak to you, then you need to recognize the value in the fact that I'm actually valuing you enough to actually bestow these good words upon you. Point blank, period. Right. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes we devalue ourselves. And when we devalue ourselves, we literally spend time and energy around people and things that truly just add nothing to your life. What are you here right. for if you're not adding because if you're not adding, you are literally subtracting. And I have a problem when things are being taken away from me and not poured back or added unto me. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what we have to recognize with right. people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Our job as people, we are builders. We should be natural builders. So whatever we do, we should be building upon people, period. And not wasting each other's time and all this other extra stuff that 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 always ends up happening because you know, at the end of the day, we truly just don't value each other enough. You know what I'm saying? And and that, that is just such a problem. And we don't have faith enough to recognize right. that something is wrong and that we right. need to get back in alignment with our purpose and what we are here for. And a lot of times, you know, like you said, you said this earlier, you were like, you know, your purpose wasn't revealed until after you left. And sometimes we have to understand when, when we are in a holding pattern mm -hmm. and we're just going around and around and around in a circle and right. we're not going anywhere. The only thing we know is that we're going around and we have to recognize when we are in that level of a pattern, that means that we're not moving something. Somehow, right. some way, we, we have experienced a block that is saying, nope, you're just going to keep going around. And we don't want to fully recognize that we're actually being hindered and we're not being propelled, we're not being pushed, and we're not being launched. Life is always about forward progression. Life should never be about just being stagnant. Whatever you right. do in life should be about forward progression. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. oftentimes, even like even if you if you work within a corporate structure, even if you if, if you're building you're building your own you know empire you have your own business everything that you do to build is to move forward you you don't mm -hmm. want to be stuck where you're at today right that's why mm -hmm. most businesses have a five-year they start out with a five-year plan they'd be like all right the first three years we know we're going to be operating in the negative but the last two mm -hmm. you know we're, we're going to move forward and we should we we should start seeing that negative turn more into a positive we should literally right. go from the good red into the black we should see such a surplus that it's going to be ridiculous right and that's how we should build upon the relationships in our life and say, okay, Lord, what is it that you are showing me about this situation, about this person, about this relationship, about this thing where, okay, right now I might be the one that is depositing, right? Because oftentimes mm -hmm. you, you, might, you, me personally, I might not always be the one that's depositing. Somebody else mm -hmm. might literally be depositing into me because I, right. I, I'm in the red, right? But at a certain point in time that them depositing into me will help me. And then it's going to build me up to a point where now I'm no longer in the red. I'm now in the positive. I'm in the black. So let's, let, let's do this, you know? And then the situation gets, you know, then it gets flipped. I believe that in, in all things, in all relationships, this is how we, we should be, you know, give and take, you know what I'm saying? Some, some of us are going to be on the receiving end. Others are going to be on the taking end. But it should always be a give and a take. It should never be someone's just always constantly taking from you and you're not receiving anything. And I had to realize that because sometimes, you know, you know, in life, you'd be like, huh, when I need some, ain't nobody here. Where are all the people? Where's everybody else that when I was given? But now that I need, I need, ain't nobody here. Nobody. No, right. nobody. Phone ain't ringing. Phone dry as hell. You know what right. I'm saying? Email dry as hell, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody knocking on your door. Your, your door dries, everything just dry. Nobody's around. But the minute right. you come out, everybody there. No, no, yeah. no. We have to recognize and discern people. We, we, we really do. And when we do that, we will begin to truly operate in our good purpose because you cannot, you cannot, they, you, you just, you, you literally cannot, you know, because something borderline folk taking advantage of you. Don't take advantage of me. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot, and oftentimes, you know, we'll, you know, we'll we'll say things like, um, you know, so and so took advantage of me, blah 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, they took advantage of you, but you allowed it, right? Right. People can do to you what you do not allow them to do, right? So I'm more like now, you know what I'm saying? It's no more, well, you did this or you did that. It's like, oh, okay, you know what? I allowed you to do that. And this is the outcome of that. But now that I am better now and I can recognize and I can see you better, understand you right. ain't getting through, not near a bit of another day. Okay? Right, right. Point blank with the good period. And let me say this, you know, people don't understand, like, you know, at the end of, like, hardship, right? And when you're coming out of a season of hardship, right? Um, Oftentimes, when you're so used to being the giver, it is very hard for you to receive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's major. Girl, yes. And I'm one of those people, it's very hard for me to receive, right? And I was having a conversation, you know what I'm saying, with a friend the other day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not used to receiving because I've always been the giver. I've always been the one that has given and I've never been really the one that has necessarily received. So it's very hard for me to even receive, but I'm always appreciative, right? But it's also very hard for me to ask, right? So because of that, sometimes you 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 kind of like box yourself in a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. really box yourself, you, you really, you really, really box yourself in. And you don't understand where God is literally operating, right? And my friend, he had to tell me, he was like, God has placed me in your life because I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my purpose. This is what I'm here for. You need a shoulder, right. I'm here for it. You needed this, I'm here for it. You need that, right. I'm here for it. Like, this is what I'm here for. So, don't be afraid to say, yo, I need this because yeah. this is what I'm here for. And, right. you know, and I had to sit back and really think about that. And I said to myself, I think I told you, I told you just yesterday, I was like, you know what? For him being such a great friend, he mm-hmm. set the bar very high for any man to really come into my life. And it's not um, about anything outside of the fact that I'm always the giver, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where I don't know when to stop giving, right? Right. So now the bar has been set to be like, listen, it's good to give because you're a giver, you know what I'm saying? Because you have a good heart. But you also have to understand that whatever you give out should be returned back to you. You know, that's like the law of reciprocity, you know what I'm saying? And we don't fully understand that because in relationships, it's always like that one person just, oh, here, 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 here. Oh, I'm going to take care of you. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. And that was me. I was always that one person. Oh, okay, you need this. Okay, I'll figure it out. Oh, you need that. Okay, I'll figure it out. Oh, okay, well, hey, here, take this. Oh, okay, here, take And the next thing you know, the second I need something, ain't not, there's not an ounce of anything yeah. given. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was just like, He's truly set the bar, not just for a romantic relationship, but even for friendships. And it's not about, it's about literally peep someone that knows how to be there. Someone that knows how to be a friend. You know what I'm saying? Someone that understands that if I call you and I'm just not like, if I don't really call you and then I pick up the phone and call you, what's going on? What's up? 
You know what I'm saying? If I need some type of advice or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what you need to talk through? Because I'm always the person that talk through everything with everybody. But when I need somebody to talk to, ain't nobody there to talk. But right. he should because as soon as if I need to talk, I'm like, hey, um, you got a minute right now? You think you can even like, see, you asking, right? See, I am busy, but you know what? Hold up. I'm gonna call you right now. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. I just, it's important to be around people that literally will make time for you. You know what I'm saying? The same way how yeah. I like, listen, I might not be available right now. I might be on a conference call, but I will make time for you. Right. I'd be like, hold up, give me five minutes. I'm going right back. My friend, she just called. I was on, I was on, I was on conference calls earlier today, and she was like, "Girl, this, that that was the longest conference call ever. You was on a conference call for like twelve hours. You were supposed to call me back." I was like, "Sis, I'm sorry, but you know what? What's going on?" And then we talk, right? And I just, I believe that that's important. Like, as friends, this is what we're supposed to do for each other. We're supposed to be there, point blank, period. As friends, I'm not saying you got to be there every, you know, because some people are draining. But I ain't talking about that. I'm not, I'm not talking about the draining friends, y'all. I'm talking about the ones that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not draining, but really just might need you. And like I said, my friend years truly set the bar high as far as the romantic relationship go and as far as friendships go. I'm like looking like, you know what? This what a this what friend look like. Okay. Yes. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Yes. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, mm-hmm. they say they say any great relationship should start off as a friend, right? So therefore right. you done set, you done set the whole bar for these little friends, okay? Yeah. Let the friends know. Bar is set. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think, you know, in um in summation of everything that we talked about, it goes back to the discernment to know when to leave a relationship, to know when it's your turn to pour into somebody versus when you need someone to pour into you. Um and that, and that goes across the board and every, you know, whether it's romantic, whether it's a friendship, it all goes back to the relationship that you have with Christ first. You know, that's your first relationship. That's that's the priority. That relationship is what sets the tone for the marriage, the friendship. You know, Jesus is a friend. You know, he's our father and he's our friend. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you have to have that discernment. If you don't know, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you'll never be a good friend. You won't be a good spouse. You won't be a good confidant. You won't be trustworthy. None of that. That's why it's, it is so important for people to understand people's uh, beliefs, right? It is very important to understand what do you believe? Because the truth of the matter is like, and I have a lot of good, good people that I know, you know what I'm saying? And they have very strong uh, belief system. They're very strong. They're very strong in their faith, right? Mm-hmm. And I can respect that because you're strong in your faith. What mm-hmm. you, if you Muslim, you believe in Allah, and you live by the precepts and the concepts and of, of of the good Quran. I'm with you. Why? Because mm-hmm. okay, if you Buddhist and you believe in Buddha and all that stuff, and you follow whatever the Buddhist people uh, follow, I can I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And. and I have grown in such a way that I literally, I I have learned how to respect people because at the end of the day, who you believe, what you believe, how you believe really all shapes who you are as a person. And Mm -hmm. if you have a strong belief system, you know what I'm saying? That drives you because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, our job is to love. That's it. And that, that goes across any belief system. Your job is to love. And 
if your belief system don't teach you to love something wrong with that belief system, I'm just being honest, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, nothing that you believe should cause division. Nothing that right. you should that you believe should cause hurt. Nothing that you believe should cause pain. Nothing that you believe should cause, you know, strife. Nothing that you believe, should, nothing that you believe should cause any of that. Mm -hmm. So if for some reason what you believe literally makes you a miserable, horrible person, then we need to check that belief system and belief structure and understand where is your heart because right. there ain't no way that it should make you that. And this is what you're telling me you believe, you know? And I think that that is important for all relationships. Your faith drives your relationships. And that's real. Absolutely. Yep. Your faith drives your relationships. You know what I'm saying? And if you have clouded, shady faith, then you're going to have clouded, shady relationships. And until right. you learn how to have literally like faith beyond measure, faith that literally just tells you, you know what, God, for you I live and for you I die. So whatever it is that you have for me, this is what it's going to be. And I'm going to walk according to this. I'm going to walk according to what I believe. I'm going to walk according to my faith. I'm not going to walk according to what I can physically see, but I'm going to walk according to what I know that you have shown me. And you know what? We're going to do this walk blindly. And like you said earlier, all right, God, I'm going to stop telling you what I think you should do. And I'm just going to allow you to do what I know you know how to do best. So let me do that real quick. Let me. I think that was a good message for me because Lord knows I'd be trying to tell the Lord, like, Lord, come on, what are you doing? And the Lord just gave me a good message. Like, Nikki, be quiet. Don't Stop trying to tell God what he needs to do. And you need to start telling God what you about to do. Right. See, girl? <laughs> yeah, our conversations, our conversations, you know, they just they just they just help. They help us. You know what I'm saying? They yes, help. Yes. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> Listen, me and India will be on the phone. We just bounce back and forth. And then we'd be like, oh, okay, you know what? Oh. All right. Yeah. I know I've listened quite a few times and I've been like, is he telling her to tell me this? How she noticed and why she talking so sure? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he told her. I know he told her. Yeah. I don't be knowing. I be talking. I, don't... <laughs> I just be talking. All jokes. Anybody that know, if you know me, you know that half the time. <laughs> I just be talking. But the Lord be sending out his good messages through the good talking. So I, I really appreciate Like the Lord had to even show me that today. And I was like, God, you said that. And then look what you just did. And Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday you were talking. I was like, Hi, who? Okay. Got it. Because she, was, you were talking, you were oh, talking like, <laughs> like you knew the person yourself. <laughs> this is exactly what's happening right now, India. Yeah, and you just have to wait. I'm like, oh, all right, got it, got it. Yeah, real sure. Like you just got off the phone with that person. <laughs> you know, the Lord said, you know, you know, he's a sharpshooter. Okay, he is accurate. Okay, Very. I'm like. You know, some people with their little vague words and stuff. Oh, get the eye. Don't give me no vague. Let me not go there. Be clear. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. there next month. I ain't going there this month. I'm going to go there next month. Next month is next week, and I'm going to go all the way there and then some, okay? Because I'm tired of some stuff. So I'm going to go there next month, but I ain't going to go there this month. This, this is the last Wednesday of July. So I figured, you know what I'm saying? 
we got to hit it off talking about, talking a little bit about faith, you know, because faith is important, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying? and yeah. uh, and you can't have uh, a little bit of faith. Okay, right. your faith needs to be on a thousand. Okay, your faith needs to be on a hundred thousand. Whatever it is, your faith needs to be on it point blank period. Because sometimes a lot of things that happen to us is because we truly just did not have the faith in order to truly trust and believe God and be mm-hmm. like, you know what, Lord, I shall hey. wait because this might lead me into a path of destruction and we don't need to be in no we don't need to be in any more destructive relationships because we lacked faith and because we lacked our patience to wait we don't we don't need that we don't need that we don't need that we don't we need to grow from that and that if y'all ain't listened to anything over these last uh good five wednesdays i hope y'all listen to this we have to grow from being connected to destructive and toxic relationships. And nine times out of 10, we get into those situations because we truly lack the faith in God to wait to be connected to the right people for our Mm -hmm. good purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything that we do in this life. Now, and and, let me say this, even when, when you connect with, let's say toxic and destructive people, it all mm-hmm. can still bring about the purpose of God and the plan of God, right? Because somebody got to not be toxic and helpful. However, there are situations that you could have nine times out of 10 avoided had you just mm-hmm. waited and trusted and believed in God and not right. went with your own understanding, okay? And your own knowledge and your own wisdom and trying to call it God's wisdom and trying to call it God's knowledge and trying to call it God's will and purpose for your life. We do a lot of that in these relationships. We do a lot of that and then we're angry and we're upset when the relationships fail. Okay, we can't be upset when the relationships fail because if there was something that we were never supposed to be in to begin with. Absolutely. Absolutely, we need to be thankful that he removed it. I was, girl, we need to be thankful that he removed it and you and all the situation. Let me tell you. Anyway, I'm gonna go there next month, not this month. But um, we, we, we got, we, we have, we, truly have uh we, we truly have got to get better with uh how we relate to each other right we have to get better right. with that we have to get better with our understanding of people mm-hmm. we have to get better with that we also have to get better with our ability to say goodbye yes Yes. No when like, it's over. No when it's over. And, and that's okay. Is, and and be okay with it. Be okay with and, it. And be okay with the over. Okay. Yeah. Don't hold on and the Lord is saying it's over. Because then right. you wanna know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. You're gonna marry the person and six months later your head gonna go through a car window. Or you're gonna delay your purpose. Both. It's all together. It ties. And I'm going to tell you, and it's detri- it's all jokes aside, it's detrimental to your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, period. Yeah. Stop. I need all of it, men and women alike. We need to stop. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes people always wonder, well, why men cheat? You know, and now we got the same black men don't cheat. Well, we know men, men cheat. Why do women cheat? A lot of the times we cheat 
You know what I'm saying? Because we're literally going through life stuck. And you don't really know what you wanted. You never knew what you wanted. You don't recognize what you have because you're always searching for more because you have never understood how to be satisfied where you are. Why don't women people, why don't women commit? Mm -hmm. Why don't men commit? Why doesn't a man want to be married? Why doesn't a woman want to be married? Oftentimes the things in which we experience in life literally will alter our perception on Mm -hmm. relationships, commitment and marriage. And we do not want to admit that. And it's all because this is why, let me tell you something. That's why I started to touch on the sociological effect of human sexuality. We have to understand that a lot of the things that we believe, a lot of the things that we feel is based upon a is based upon a sociological effect of what has transpired around us and how we've allowed that what has transpired to literally internalize on the inside of us to then make mm-hmm. us draw certain conclusions about life. Right. And that is very detrimental because what can end up happening is, is that because you're dealing with the sociological effect, you then block yourself from experiencing something that could have been so great for you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Right. Right. All because your environment and your experience was so tainted that you literally formed a skewed view of what actually is beautiful. The truth of the matter, and some people don't fully understand this, marriage is actually beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. It should be amazing. Yeah. If God created it, it's beautiful. What he created is beautiful. And guess what? He created marriage to not be as difficult as people make it seem. Because I hear a lot of people that talk about how hard marriage is. And I know a couple that has been married for many years, happily married. And the wife made a comment to me recently and she said, going to my job is work. My marriage is not work. And it shouldn't be work. It shouldn't be work. You know what makes it hard is when you don't, when you don't live out your marriage the way God intended. Yeah. Cause if marriage you follow not- his blueprint, it's not supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be. It's the selfishness that makes it hard. Girl, it's the selfishness. The selfishness, the ego, the pride, the I still want to be this. And it's like, no, wait a minute, pause. Yeah. And then yeah. they're not wanting to let go of, right? They're not mm-hmm. wanting, you know, everybody, why do I have to compromise? Okay. That's the selfishness. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't want to answer to nobody. If I want to go here, I just want to go. Now, let's be real. I'm I'm a different type of person, right? I don't feel me. I don't feel you need to answer to me. Right? right? That's, that's like mm-hmm. real, you know, dictatorship. Like, you, are we yeah. in a business arrangement? Like, you got to tell me? You got to ask me? No. But I do feel like, mm-hmm. like if you walk out that door, I, I probably should know where you're going. Mm-hmm. We should be considerate of each other's feelings. Right? I probably should know where you're going. Now, I might not know every step of the way in which you're going. Like, you can walk out the door, you know what? 
you know, I, I want to stop here, I want to stop here, I want to stop here, whatever. But when people take on this negative attitude, why well, I got to tell you where I'm going? I'm going out. Yeah. Oh, okay. You want to know why? Because anything can happen to you when you walk out that door. And if I don't have an understanding of exactly where you're going, what direction you could be going in, or whatever the case may be, and something happens, I would think right. that you would want me to be able to pinpoint a little bit. Well, I know he said he was going here, so anything can happen in between here and there, but I know that's where he said he was going. Right. Same for right. me. If I tell you I'm going to go get my hair, you know, now, you know, I'm, I'm taking the girls there. I'm doing the self-care. There. I'm going to get my hair and my nails and all the stuff done, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to go out to eat, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But people literally find that there's something wrong with that. Like, I don't want to answer to you. You're not answering to me. You're just actually having a conversation. But if you don't know how to communicate and you don't understand the art of communication to where you think that everything is an answer, then how? Right. That speaks to you and your inability to effectively communicate. And then it also speaks to your level of selfishness because what in the world? Like, how do we come up with this stuff? And we and and and, and then we chalk it up to see this is why I want to be in a relationship. This is why I want this 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 how come I don't commit? No, you don't commit because you you have issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't commit because you seriously have a a warped perception of what commitment actually is. And it's because you have not seen healthy commitment. You know what I'm saying? You haven't seen a commitment that works, you know? And when you haven't seen a commitment that works, you then begin to base your perception and your opinion of commitment upon things that are just so false. I I said it like a week or so ago on a podcast. I'm like, you know, I listen, I don't want nobody that's up underneath me all day long, right? You mm-hmm. need to go. I need you. I listen. I would prefer that I miss you. I would really prefer it. I really <laughs> would. I would it. Because guess what? Yeah. If I work from home, right, every day, mm-hmm. and you're home, mm-hmm. at what point are we missing each other? Because I, I'm just looking at your face, right, all day long, right, and then you begin to feel suffocated. Right. And that's across the board. So now if I work from home and you go out, I am ecstatic. Because when you come back in, because I work from home, you best believe dinner is cooked, house is clean. Mm-hmm. Because I have learned how to multitask while working from home. Right? Right. Right. So there's always a give and take. But if, if we constantly view things from such a negative standpoint, because this didn't work out before and it ain't gonna work out now. So you know what? I'm just not gonna do it. No. How, like I said before, how do you deny yourself of something that could be so great and new because you're still stuck on what wasn't? Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. After I went through everything I went through, people like, oh, you know, you're not going to be ready today. You just need to take time. You need to do this. I said, listen, pause all of that. I'm a heel, right? Let me heal. I'm a heel. But what I'm not going to do is deny real, true love. That I'm not going to do. 
Right. And then people used to ask me that, like, oh, well, how will you be able to receive love? I'm like, what? You, well, the same way I receive the good love of Christ, I'm going to receive the good love from a good man that wants to love me, that understands his ability to love me. Girl, folks mm-hmm. really, you know, because sometimes people will literally put on you the things of them without them fully understanding and knowing you. Right. Like, Absolutely. Oh, no, I will I will receive the Absolutely. good love. Hello. And allow people and, to taint taint what you're going through. No. And you ain't gonna listen, and you ain't gonna tell me where I'm at with what I'm going through neither. Like that we're not gonna do either. You can't tell me where I'm at. If a man came and was like, you know what, so and so and so and so and so, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Let's try this. Let's see where we going. Let's try like Come on, sir. Okay, sir. You you ready for all of this? Because it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. (laughs) Sit the girl over here. Come on. You you ready? It's a lot. Hello. It's a lot. Okay. Are you ready? Be sure sure you ready. Okay. Because listen here. You know what? I said this earlier. You know, I want God's voice to be the loudest in my life because people will have you jacked up in your own life between telling you how things are supposed to go based on their past based on what they know i mean it's like living your life according to statistics right my son had open heart surgery and there was a 95 percent success rate with his surgery how did he end up on the five percent you know what i mean i cannot live my life according to statistics you know, I was, there were people that said, getting a divorce hurts the children. And I believe that that is the case because we were not designed to be a broken family. But don't tell me that if God removes me from an unhealthy situation that he won't allow my kids to thrive. I'm right. not accepting that. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Hold up, you... I think your phone muted. Uh, no. Up oh, there you go. Okay. Uh huh. There I go. Yep, I hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, but no, I but won't allow that- it. No, you can't allow it. You can't live your life based on. You cannot live life based on statistics. You cannot live life based on the opinions of others. This is why we're talking about faith. Okay. How do you walk and not have faith? How do you talk and not have faith? How do you live and not have faith? You have to have faith. Faith tells you, I might not see it, but I got enough hope to know it's coming. That's Mm -hmm. faith. That's what faith tells you. Faith tells, like, Mm -hmm. real talk, there, the last, these last, like, um, these last two weeks have been very rough for me because my faith and what I was seeing and what I felt was totally different. Faith was telling me this is possible. Mm -hmm. But in my natural self, was telling me this is not going to happen. This is not possible. You know what I'm saying? This is not what, this is not, this is not where your life is going right now. 
And it, it had me jacked all the way up because I was like, but Lord, you said, and if you said it, then it has to be possible. So why am I feeling like this is impossible? I'm feeling like this is not a part of my life right now. Like that's how I'm feeling. And the Lord had to show me that I had to start looking at things differently. You know what I'm saying? If I said it, then you know I shall complete it. So where's your faith? Where is your faith in me right. to understand that although you cannot naturally see this, it is going to happen. That's why I said when right. you said, you know what, the Lord is trying to, you know, you got to be quiet and just wait and just shut up and stop trying to tell him what to do. That's where I was like, you know mm -hmm. what, Lord, you're right. Okay, you're yeah. right. Because now I got to allow thing. you to be you. Mm -hmm. And one thing he said is, I do not yell. And when you think about people that whisper, you have to come closer to them to hear them. And so you're forced to also get quiet because a loud voice will drown out somebody whispering immediately. That's true. That is the truth. That That is the truth. And Lord knows because uh, my good tears was louder than anything that could penetrate through yeah. to me. I'm, them cries was loud, okay? And I wasn't hearing nothing. And then, and, and look, and now, okay? Here he right. comes. Talk about, I just need you to be quiet. Mm -hmm. I just need you to be quiet. Right. I just I just need you to calm down. I yeah. need you to be quiet. I just need you to focus on where I'm taking you. Look at, and you know, and it was crazy because even, mm -hmm. even yesterday my friend was like, look at where you at right now compared to where you were before. Look at what you're doing. Look, look at... You got to look at what God is doing and understand right. you are right. You are right. Don't yeah. allow your thoughts to overpower what he's doing. You are right. And I'm like, oh, man, you're right. All right. All right. I got to snap. I got to snap up out of this. You feel me? Like, I got to snap up mm -hmm. out of this. Like, I got to snap up out of this funk yeah. and get back to me and doing what I'm doing what yeah. I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I think right. I, I, I just I think that that is important for anybody in life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes things happen, you know, things happen. But these last two weeks, I've been dealing with this stupid apartment and these people. Oh, Y'all heard it on the podcast from two two Wednesdays ago when there was a whole river running through here because they don't have that whole sewage system back up into everybody's apartment that's on this level. And I was literally. Mm -hmm. I was uh, I was I was upset and I was angry about what was going on because I'm like, Lord, what did I do to deserve to live in a in a building that is going to sit up here and allow this to happen mm -hmm. and not act mm -hmm. or respond urgently to a call for help? Right. Lord, mm -hmm. where do you have me at now where right. a call and a cry for help goes unheard? And is not yeah. responded to urgently. Okay. And mm -hmm. I had to really sit back and think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, where am I now that if I call out for help, it is not responded to urgently yeah. and with diligence and with care, right? To the mm -hmm. point where I'm sitting up here doing a podcast, literally watching as the water is flowing through the bathroom into the bedroom mm -hmm. and I got to sit here and focus mm -hmm. on this. But my mind is saying mm -hmm. there is a river running through here. Yeah. Right. 
And then I chalk it up yeah. to see, this is why I need a man. Cause you know what? If I had a man, he was sitting here, he'd be dealing with this good water situation, this sewage situation, this freaking, I don't think y'all understand how bad it was in here. Like it was literally the sewage coming up through these pipes from the their little failed plumbing system that goes on in this godforsaken building. Cause I swear this building is godforsaken. God has forsook this building. Um, and just saying on this good basement level and I was livid. Okay. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. was literally livid. Okay. And right. due right. to me being livid, I had to deal with the situation and could not react the way I wanted to react. And, but I had to ask the Lord and I got very upset and I got very frustrated. Lord, why am I here? Why am I here? And I'm still mm -hmm. answer, a, asking that question because I, I need the Lord to move because I'm, I'm over it at this point. But I had to ask the Lord, why am I here? What was the purpose of me coming here? And I'm still trying right. to figure out the purpose. Um, I do believe that he has connected me with some awesome, you know, neighbors of mine or whatever the case may be. So that probably was the purpose of me uh, actually coming here. But other than that, I'm a little over this purpose. And I told the Lord it needs to be over in 30 days because I'm over it. But I'm just saying that is how I am learning how to respond to adversity in that way. What is the purpose of this in my life? You know what I'm saying? Because now everything according, everything according to my faith, it has a reason and it has a purpose. So I got to I got to search out the purpose for it so that I don't allow what's happening to consume me in such a negative way. And that, that, that mm -hmm. truly is how I, and all of this is about relationships. Cause you know what? Truth for the, we don't understand the magnitude of relationships. We build relationships with these little management companies. We build relationships with our little maintenance department people. We build, we literally, if, if we literally look at how we build life, we are constantly building relationships with people. If you go to the same corner store every day, are you not forming a relationship with the people that you see? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That, that right there in and out of itself is important. We have to understand that everything that we do in life, we are forming relationships. And if we are outside of the will of God for our life, if we are outside of even our own faith, our purpose, our relationships, everything that we try to build will literally just be like thrown out of whack. And we have to learn how not, we, we really have to learn how not to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I have, I, have, I personally have learned a valuable lesson in that. You know what I'm saying? How, how to walk this faith walk and walk it in truth. You know what I'm saying? I don't put on ears for nobody. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I am. You know, I'm, I'm not fake. I'm not phony. I'm not, I'm not none of that. You know, but I just believe that that is important because that's how we build relationships. People attach to the realness in you. And if you're not walking in that level of realness, yeah. people, you know, what I'm saying they're not going to attach to it. So go ahead, Miss India. Right. What you want to say in closing? Because I know you got to tend to them good to them good kids. You know what? I think um, at the end of the day, if we can always reflect on the relationship that we have with Christ, that is that should be the blueprint of the relationship that we have with others. And that goes right. across the board, regardless of the relationship. Just take All it back right. to how, you know, our relationship with Christ. And that's just a reminder. If you don't have one, you need to get one in order to have proper, healthy relationships with others. I agree. So listen, people get in alignment. That's basically what she said. You need to be aligned. Yes. Yes. Get some discernment in your life. 
Mm-hmm. All of it, okay? Because it works. And don't all let the people <laughs> and don't let the people gaslight you in your discernment, okay? Let me let me let me say no. that, okay? Because yeah. folks, you know, you know, and just and just move on faith. Hello, no one knew, and he was like, "All right, I gotta execute this. I don't care how crazy I look. This is what I gotta do." Be okay? Noah. Be Noah, okay? Tell, tell Christian we love him. All right, go ahead, Miss Mo, because Christian is like, "Mommy, let's all go." Right. Love you, girl. You. You're Thanks welcome. For of right, course. Bye. 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 You know what? I just, I truly believe that we are truly in a time where we just have to, we just have to literally move and do things according to um, our faith. We have to move and do things according to who we know we are, uh, where we know that we are going, where we know we have left, and where we 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 begin to understand where we're traveling to. Right. Um, Oftentimes we do things uh, because we feel like we are we're obligated to, right? Sometimes we feel like, oh, you know what? I got to do this because you know they're gonna look at me funny if I don't. And we can't live like that anymore. We have to live according to the purpose that uh, that that is on our life. Um, everybody has a purpose on their life. Period. No matter what you have done, you still yet have a purpose on your life. And the way in which you live out your purpose truly is how you connect with people and the relationships that you have with people. And we sometimes do not value relationships the way that we should. And we have to uh, we have to begin to understand that we must value relationships. Relationships should be valued. They should be respected. They should be honored. They should be trusted. And sometimes we just do not hold relationships in the highest regard that we actually should hold them in. And we then have a breach because we don't know how to relate to people. So therefore we have a a breach in how we carry people. Because when you truly do think, I mean, I know everybody probably seen that that little meme that that went on, you know, with with all the ships or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is that relationships, partnerships, companionships, they should be carrying you somewhere. And if we're, whom you're connected to, whom you're in a relationship with, whom you're in a companionship with, whom you're in a partnership with, is not carrying you anywhere. You're literally not going anywhere. What are you doing? You know, and I'm very big on that for the simple fact that I do not like my time wasted. You know what I'm saying? And some people probably get a little annoyed with me or a little frustrated with me because if you text me every day, good morning, Eventually, I'm going to stop responding because clearly you do not. We're not going anywhere outside of a good morning. You know what I'm saying? Everything that you do within a relationship should take you somewhere. Everything. And until we begin to fully uh, operate in that and manifest in that and live in that and own that, that our relationships should take us somewhere. I am one of those friends that are definitely going to push you. I am a pusher. So whatever you tell me you want to do, I'll be like, okay, so did you do? One of my friends, she can truly attest to that because I'll be like, she'll be like, oh, girl, you know, I want to write this. I'll be like, oh, okay. Well, did you do it this way? Oh, well, did you do this? Oh, well, how about this? I am the one that I am going to remind you. And and the truth of the matter is, like, I have a friend right now. He reminds me all the time. Listen. I was not going to start this podcast yet. I literally, I was not going to start it yet. I was going to wait. 
And when I told him I wanted to do it, he was like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Okay, when did you want to start this? All right, well, I'm going to make sure that you're ready and you're prepared uh, to start it. And when I tell you he did, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is me in male form. Like, oh, okay, because this is what I do to people, you know? And it's good when you can have someone in your life doing the same thing, you know what I'm saying, giving back to you what you've given so freely to other people, you know? And it's a blessing. And that's why I say, like, for our friendship, for the, for the relationship that we have, he has truly set the bar you know, because of that fact, you know what I'm saying? And I just think, I personally just think that that is important. It is important that, you know, you uh, learn how to exude, learn how to have and learn how to cultivate healthy relationships because we need that in this lifetime. We need it. It is imperative that we have healthy relationships. Okay. Healthy. We have to move away from this toxicity in relationships. We have to move away from this unhealthy relationship. We have to move away from trauma bonding. We have to move away from all of that and start really and truly building on what is healthy, what is good, what is acceptable. You know, because and 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 the truth of the matter is that is why the Bible says that his will is good, it is perfect and it is acceptable. Okay, because everything that God has for our life, his will for our life, his plan for our life, his purpose for our life is good. It is perfect and it is acceptable. So when you begin to carry on in relationships that are not good, to carry on in relationships that are not perfect and understand when the Lord says perfect, he means complete. So when you carry on in relationships that cause brokenness. You're no longer whole. You're in pieces. You're you're lacking in his will. You're lacking. So we have to begin to understand that. That right there, when the Bible says his will, it is good. It is perfect. And it is acceptable. That is the foundation for our relationships. Everything, when you truly read the Bible, the Bible is very, is big on relationships. And I don't know why we as a people struggle so hard in relationships. God is literally teaching us how to relate. How to relate. How do you live amongst each other in peace? How? And then he shows us the struggles and the battles of those within because they couldn't figure it out. They didn't know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And he shows us the outcome of those struggles and those battles. And we yet still face the same stuff. Because we have not grasped the simple concept in the good book that says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Above this, there is no law. You want to know what that's teaching us? Relationships. And we have yet to figure out how to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That is a problem. We have mastered how to use. We have mastered how to control. We have mastered how to manipulate. We have mastered 
almost all of the negative characteristics of relationship, but we have not mastered how to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And above this, there is no law. We got to learn how to love. And part of that love is truly understanding that faith, faith, faith in God, faith in your ability to love, faith in your ability to see what is not seen, to hope for. Faith tells us that we need to believe in what we don't see, right? And then we need to hope for tomorrow. If you don't have hope, truth be told, you truly lack in faith. How do I hope for tomorrow and I don't have faith? How am I lacking in hope and scream I got big faith? No, you don't. And we always want to say faith over fear. That is a myth. That's not biblical. It's a good catchphrase, though, but it ain't biblical. Okay? It's not about faith over fear. Okay? It's not. It's just about having faith. Because faith and fear don't belong in the same sentence. And it, it just doesn't. So I say all that to say, it is time that we truly begin to get down to the essence of our relationships and begin to truly build upon our relationships. I love y'all. I'm about to be out because next month, for the month of August, we are truly going to tackle something that is always near and dear to me because it happened to me. But the way in which we're going to tackle it is we are truly going to talk about church hurt, but we're going to really focus on the healing side of church hurt. We can always say, how we were hurt. And there are a whole lot of you who truly do not believe that there's a such thing as church hurt. Well, there is. Okay. And the truth of the matter is, is that we now have to take it upon ourselves to discuss how we healed after the trauma, how we healed after the hurt. And how I heal might not be how you heal but I can definitely tell you how I healed, how I made it through. And we're gonna have some special guests um, on in order to discuss that process. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it is important to discuss that process, okay? Because it's so easy to say what's wrong, but how do we say what's right and how did we make it right? Was it an apology? What was it? You know, and I think that that is imperative for us to truly unpack in a healthy way. 
okay? Because I can tell you it happened, okay? But now I need to tell you how I healed from it, how I became whole from it, how I became one from it, how I became strengthened from it, how I became empowered from it, because it happened. But now I need to tell you about the other side. And that's what we're going to talk about um, next month, you know, because I, I believe that it is important. And uh, I believe that uh, that is something that we need to do. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have some special guests all month long and we're going to truly unpack this. And um, and and we're going to be transparent and we're going to be real. And we are truly going to tell you how we heal. All right. So until next week, thank y'all for tuning in. I truly appreciate every single last one of your comments. I truly, I really do. I appreciate all the love. I appreciate all the support. I really do. It means everything to me. Um, you know, there are so many other good things that are truly coming out of this podcast. You know what I'm saying? That I, that, 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 that I definitely do see. And I truly do appreciate everybody that has truly been rocking and really supporting and really pushing. Y'all push me. And I don't think that y'all fully understand that y'all actually push me. The encouragement pushes me. The love pushes me. All of this stuff pushes me because at the end of the day, sometimes when you when you're <laughs> when you're so used to just being quiet and just silently dealing with things, um, what this has given is people a platform to utilize their voice. And I never want to be somebody that does not allow people to utilize their voice. That's why this is called the Muzzle is Off podcast, because I want everybody to be able to utilize their voice and don't ever feel that you have to be silent ever because you don't. And if someone ever tries to silence you, one of the best people that you can come to will be me because I am the one that will be like, no, sugar, come on and talk. Let's let's do this. Let's talk about this. Use your voice. OK, use your words. OK, because words literally carry power. You know what I'm saying? And the truth of the matter is, if you learn how to articulate your words, you gain respect. And that's important. All right. So, you know. This is what I'm here for. This is what I will always be here for. I'm not going nowhere. No time soon, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be the motherless off till the wheels fall off, okay? Um, we introduced something a little bit. We introduced the, uh, the motherless off after dark. And we're gonna. I, I'm going to continue with that. Probably, you know, once a week, um, we're going to do the motherless off after dark. Because I believe that sometimes you do need some, a level of a raw, uncut conversation, okay? So uh, thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all for all of your support and everything. Um, you know, we only going up from here. All right. Everybody have a good night. Just remember, keep supporting. I just, you know, if y'all like the pages, um, share the videos, um, share with your friends, start watch parties. I, I, I love everything that a lot of y'all ha have done um, with your watch parties and everything. Like, I truly appreciate it. Uh, promoting the podcast in your groups. I truly appreciate it. Like I appreciate, I don't think people understand like how much I appreciate um, they support. So um, I love y'all. Have an awesome night, y'all. Um, 
tune in next week, 7 p.m. because uh, we we're gonna get we're gonna get a little we're gonna get a little raw uh, come next week. We really are um, because there's a lot that people don't know uh, concerning even me and my story. There's a lot that I I, I did not share, and I think it's time for uh, some things to be shared. All right, so same time, same place, y'all. Next week, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., we're going to be live. And this is what we're doing, all right? So have a good night. Love y'all. Everybody, please be safe. You know what I'm saying? And um, have a good evening.